0: Gather around, children, and learn the story of Colonel Edmund H. Taylor. E.H. Taylor, as his friends like to call him. Born in Columbus, Kentucky in 1830. What a year, Fingers Malloy was 1830. How do you know the name? It's not because he descends from presidents. It's because he spent time learning how to make bourbon. Not just any bourbon. Good, good bourbon. And it is his name that sits on the bottle. The bottle you have seen in bars and you have wondered, wait, is that the expensive bottle or the cheap bottle? I don't know. It's the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy, And that is the bourbon of the day, the small batch. I bring it up because you will find barrel proof at numbers like $250 a bottle. That's not where we are with the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch. This right here is 100 proof, cracking the 100 proof threshold for Fingers Molloy, everyone's favorite amateur drinker. Um, it's a beautiful color. It's a beautiful feel to the EH Taylor. It is a perfect, perfect amber bourbon that comes uh, from the Buffalo Trace people. Now, when we review a bourbon, we review it on a couple of different ways, a couple of different styles. And of course, we check the nose. Of course, we're talking flavor, but we're always talking about price. Is this something that's in your liquor cabinet? at the price. Now EH Taylor is one of those names. It's one of those names that people love. It's one of those names that people search for even here where we record at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. They haven't seen EH Taylor in 6 months. I made them crack the bottle for us fingers. Really? Yeah. I made them open the bottle. Well, I noticed it's got the this particular bottle has a tax ribbon on it. Yeah, well, you know, they're they're fancy I folk here. I seen they, that. they pay for things and and everything. Um, This is, as I said, 100 proof, but an undisclosed mash bill. I was not able to find what the makeup is. Now, bourbon, as we know, is 51% corn. It is done in terms of aged in a first-use charred oak American barrel. and uh, Yes, charred oak American barrel. American oak barrel. That's a better way to say it. It is the great American drink. It has to be this way, and it can only be diluted with water to bring down the proof. Nothing else can be done to it. We try it neat, and then bring it to a cube or some ice chips. Talk to me about the nose, fingers, Malloy. I'm what getting, is it that you're getting? From okay, I'm H- getting uh, right away the a, a dried
1: fruit and some vanilla. That's where I'm at, Tony. What are you getting?
0: No, I th- I think that I think that you're there. Um, dried uh, vanilla. I'm there. I don't know if that's vanilla or butterscotch, but that is actually it, it, it's it's lovely. There, there's a touch of heat. Uh, on it in terms of uh, of an alcohol, you could, you could argue, uh, but it's only a touch. It's not going to end. It doesn't slight. upset. It's very slight, and this, of course, is bottled and bond. What does it mean to be bottled and bond? Bottled and bond means it comes from the same uh, distillery and of the same season. It's a designation from the federal government, and it was uh, meant uh, in in when it first came to be. It was a way to kind of determine bourbon from things that called themselves bourbon, right? It was it was almost like a consumer protection kind of deal. So when you see bottled in bond, what it means is that it comes from one distiller in one distil- distillation season at a single distillery.
1: So what you're saying is it's, it's a difference between a product that's bourbon and something else in a bottle that would say, I can't believe it's not bourbon. Correct.
0: Okay. That is absolutely correct. But this it, it actually plays on the nose a little stronger than 100 proof. I would make that. I would make me see you. You looked at me like I was crazy. I always make that distinction, oh, this but I always like, think things hit
1: harder. Oh, it smells like schnapps, Tony. <laughs> That's the <laughs> alcohol level of this. That's what it smells like. It's e- no, it is very easy no, on this.
0: See, there, there, there's no fruit on this one at at, at all. As you I can get so? it, I would say a touch of butterscotch. I would say that there's that bit of vanilla in there. There's a little bit of alcohol. You ready to do this? I've I've, I've been ready since noon. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. It's noon right now. That's true. Uh, We 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 do it neat, and then bring it to a rock or a cube. It is the E. H. Taylor small batch. There you go, Fingers Malloy, one hundred proof. He takes the sip right there. These happen to be in the Glencairn glasses. Where are you, Fingers Malloy? Oh, you're right. Okay. (laughs) What happened? Eyes almost came out of
1: his head in the middle of the Memphis Munch, Tony. It's called
0: the Kentucky Chew. In the middle Uh, of the, you move it around the palate.
1: Yeah, you move it around the palate. Uh, definitely got the, the vanilla and, and the fruit really came out, like a dried fruit. Uh, and I'm not going to – I don't want to say medicinal, but there is definitely that – what you described it as, like an ethanol. The, the the alcohol taste is there, but I don't think it's overpowering. And it's certainly it, – when I'm drinking it, I'm not thinking to myself, this is 100 proof. And I didn't get – maybe a little bit of sting on the tongue – not a
0: burn going down, but feeling a little warm. Right. So there is no sting on the tongue. there is no burn on the side of the tongue. There's no burn going down. The heat rests in the middle chest. Oddly enough, I get the same fruit that you're getting, but it's it's I don't know what that fruit is. I almost want to argue it's a dark fruit. I've read reviews where people call it raisin. i I'm not good enough yet to determine what a raisin flavor is there what it does even though it in on the nose for me seems like a higher proof it doesn't feel that way at all there is no burn on the colonel e h taylor small batch going down which is which is pretty impressive and since there's no not even a sting to the tongue you can actually hold it on the tongue you can actually engage the palate a little bit more and do that kentucky chew move it around kind of get the feel of it and it doesn't it no hurt whatsoever. Not right. sometimes I do two sips, let the first one kind of set the the taste buds right and then see what it tastes like. It wasn't necessary here. No, but the fruit flavor, you know, it, it's definitely not
1: citrusy. It's not a cherry. Uh it I, it it I, I don't want to call it raisin, but it, it it does feel like kind of that that dark, I don't want to say prune, but it, it, it's not, it's definitely not a citrusy cherry kind of fruit flavor. The, the interesting
0: it. thing here is that E.H. Taylor tastes like something you've had before. Right? It's not standing out in a way where you're like, oh, that's a unique thing. That's, that's special. That's what I'm, I'm getting there. I wouldn't say this is in any way overly complex. I don't think there are massive layers that are building as as you go on. That finish is, is uh, is, is vanilla uh, for, for, for sure. And again, that little bit of, of fruit, and I, I don't even know how to properly describe what that fruit is. This is easy, easy, everyday bourbon. Now, I, again, have seen the MSRP at $40. I've seen it at $250. You will find sometimes that in secondary markets, people are charging insane, insane dollars. I'm not, I'm not sure where you're going to find this. There is zero, zero wrong with this bourbon at all. This is good, easy, simple, sipping bourbon. Is it in your liquor cabinet? Well, I think that depends on you. There are things that I already have in my liquor cabinet that fit this kind of bill, where I may say I'm good, but there's no doubt if I find it, and I find it right, that I wouldn't get it. Of course I would get it because this fits everybody at the table, right? right. There's nobody who's going to be like, oh, no, no, that's too much. Or, oh, that's too... Th-. No, this is
1: super easy. I'm always looking for the value here, Tony. Yeah. And if you can find this at $40 a bottle, I'm grabbing it in a heartbeat. Now, yeah. when you start talking, you know, over 100 hundred, two hundred $200 a bottle, I don't see it. But I think this is a very enjoyable bourbon for, uh, definitely for the, the, the price point if it's
0: $40 a bottle. Yeah, this is, there. there's there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing wrong here at all. This is the E.H. Taylor, Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch. This is worth trying. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So a couple of weeks ago, we did a story about a guy who, for every year of his son's life, until he was like 18, he bought a bottle of Macallan, I think it was, right? A bottle of Scotch. And then the son was able to take that collection of scotch and use it as a down payment for a house. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. You can find the podcast at Apple Podcasts and iHeart. Uh, I, I don't know when I, who said, no it says it like that. iHeart, it's on Stitcher, it's on Google Play, Eat, Drink, Smoke, write a review, leave a five-star review. And it led to this conversation about, alcohol as an investment and alcohol as you know in in terms of collections and people are like yeah but how do you actually do that the people at maxim have an article how to start investing in a world-class whiskey collection according to experts and one of the things they note is that scotch has surged in value by five hundred and sixty four percent over the last decade that's better than a savings account at your local bank. Everything's better than a savings account. <laughs> now, I want to be full disclosure. Neither Fingers Malloy nor myself are financial advisors or fiduciaries. We have absolutely no idea how you should invest your money. Do not listen to us. <laughs> Could I be any more clear,
1: Fingers Malloy? I, I just blew all of my money in Enron stock. I heard it was going to come back.
0: <laughs> Don't listen to me. Lost all his money in DeLorean. <laughs> Is what he did. But this is pretty interesting that it's it's a almost – it's it's peculiar, but it's quirky enough for people to say, well, how could I do it? Because the amount of investors in there – are out there, I should say – who are willing to spend real money, real money. I, I have a friend. I forget the name of the bourbon he wanted to try. It, it was sold someplace locally at $125 a pour, and oh. he went, brought some friends – they only had one pour each. It was a $600 bill when it was all said and done because they wanted to try it. It is so unique to bourbon and, and, and to an extent cigars, but I would say more to bourbon and more to spirits maybe as a whole that people are willing for the experience. They're willing to say, screw it, I'll do it because they want the story. And so much of bourbon, so much of scotch is story based. Well, here's a cool story.
1: You're sitting with your friend at the bar, and you talk about your investments, and someone says, Hey, what's in your portfolio? Well, 50% stocks, 40% bonds, and 10% booze.
0: <laughs> what's the liquidity, Tony? So there are, So it's true. More and more uh, are—what's the liquidity? See what I market? did there? I see what you see did, did there. there. Thank it's you. It's available for bar mitzvahs. <laughs> right. It's, and, and I think it's part of this is exactly what you said about the banks. That's no joke. When you have the Fed that has set rates at 0 to 0.25% and you're able to get money at 2.5%, whether it's a mortgage or a refinance, something like that, you realize that the bank is not going to be able to, to, to pay you. And people are like, well, where are my opportunities? I'm not saying that this is a smart opportunity. Did I mention don't listen to me for financial advice? <laughs> I'm saying that some people are like, I'm going to hold on to this bottle. It's going to be the bottle that we open at my kid's wedding. But when you hear about, well, I can use this collection and, and get the kid a down payment on a house, it's pretty interesting indeed. So there, there's, there's this whole concept of what you can do. One of these things is um, the impossible collection of whiskey. Uh, which you could take a look at. It's actually a, a, a book series. Uh, it's $1,000, but it'll give you all of the information. Um, so it's basically investing in liquor for dummies, is what you're saying. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> now, I, I've been through this, this article and seeing where they, they, they find something. So, for example, a Yamazaki 55-year-old. Which is from the 60s. It's the oldest expression in history, in the history of Japanese whiskey. There were 100 of them created, and they priced at $27,000 a piece. So this leads to something else. You know, if you don't know, there's an underground bourbon scene. And just like we were talking about the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch, which is very good, by the way. I haven't even moved it to a cube yet. I put, I, I chilled it. You put, put a such drops water
1: open it up. And it's been fantastic.
0: You will find guys who are in the business of finding you that bottle. And so the reason that I bring up the the, the two price differences on the E.H. Taylor is that the secondary market is a very, very interesting place that charges some insane money. Scarcity brings dollars. It's a supply and demand conversation. So there are guys out there and uh, they've got stuff on, on Facebook. You can find them. You can ask about them at your, at your, at your uh, cigar place or, or at your bar, if you, know, if you, if you go to maybe a, a higher-end bar, who know guys, hey, I know a guy who can get you that. So ask. It, we're not, we're, we're, I'm, I'm not telling you to break any laws. Someone's going to come back at me. But it is unbelievable the amount of people I know are like, oh, yeah, I know a guy. Oh, yeah, there's a place. Oh, yeah, there's a thing. How about making that a job?
1: Wouldn't that be a sweet gig? You're a, a liquor picker. Right? right, you're going around the country looking for uh, old or unique bottles of booze because someone wants to add that to their investment portfolio.
0: One of the bottles in that portfolio, the Woodford Reserve Baccarat Edition, it's aged in exo cognac casks at the Woodford Reserve Distillery uh, there in uh, uh, Kentucky. Comes in a in a Baccarat crystal bottle, the box, the Baccarat crystal uh, a stopper. It's $2,000 a bottle. Now, that's an expensive bottle. But if you can get one and you hold, is that $2,000 bottle an $8,000 bottle in 10 years? Now, you might say to me, that's not where I'm putting $2,000. But some people could say, wait a second. Okay, for a bottle, maybe that's something I want to play with. Maybe that's something... Uh, uh, that can be uh, that can be fun and can be worthwhile. The Glenn Glenfiddich 50 year old was valued at thirty eight thousand dollars a bottle in twenty ten, and now it might be worth double that. I agree. When you know, like with all things that you buy, the question is who do you sell it to? Right, right. Where can you sell it? All of that is very, very real, and with all investments. It's it's what what somebody's willing to pay for it. It's just that this has gotten so big that it can't be denied. People are doing this. It's amazing.
1: How would you, again? I keep going back to careers that could possibly be made, and of course, this is just small a small sample of of the economy. But being a
0: liquor speculator,
1: <laughs> you, got,
0: we're going to hear from people who do this. We're going to hear from people to do this. By the way, Rob Report reporting uh, it actually ends I think this weekend. The world's biggest private whiskey collection, the bottles are now up for sale. There is a whole thing going on uh, w- with this where there's somebody, uh, the Pat's Whiskey Collection is going to hit the cur- the block. This is from Whiskey Auctioneer, 150 Scottish distilleries. That's where the bottles are from. Independent bottlers and others from around uh, the-, the globe here where you can get stuff. That you normally can't get. You can go to whiskeyauctioneer.com. I cannot vouch for them in any way. They're not <laughs> sponsors of the show, although they very much should be. Absolutely. Uh, Pat's Whiskey Collection, it ends at, like the, en- at the end of the first weekend in October, right? So uh, it was October 5th or, or something like that is when it ends. And you can just find things, join, uh, you can a- be a part of the auction. These people are serious.
1: I'm guessing no fireball. What? There's, there's going to be no Fireball in the auction. I'm guessing there's going to be no pumpkin spice whiskey in the auction. This is going to be good stuff, Tony. Well, well
0: now, now I'm not going. If there's no pumpkin whiskey, <laughs> pumpkin spice whiskey, it's unbelievable. 9,000 bottles, 2,000 miniatures all getting sold. If you're a part of it, you've got to let us know how it goes. And if you have a collection, we want to hear about it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat drink smoke it is your food cigar bourbon radio extravaganza Tony Katz fingers malloy it's a review of the Colonel EH Taylor small batch bottled in bond I got to tell you I'm finding all sorts of conflicting information on where on how much this bottle is priced I've seen the MSRP at 40 bucks I have seen it selling on websites for $249 oh. and so now I'm starting to ask myself wait a second $249? Really? Okay, we agree that
1: for $249, this is out of the question for a liquor cabinet. Do we agree on that?
0: $250 for this bottle? It it's good. But- it, is, it is good. I'm not saying no. It is good. I, I made the argument that it tastes like something I've had before, right? I'm not arguing that it isn't good. I'm saying that it is good. I am saying that it's very, very good. I don't know if it's in my liquor cabinet, $249. If you've gotten it for less, just let us know. Uh, go Eat, Drink, Smoke on, on Twitter, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Let us know. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Molloy. It's 100 proof, bottled and bond. Uh, let us know where you're finding it and at what price. The confusion is massive. It is time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Speaking of confusion, Tony, what?
1: you know I don't know if you've heard of this thing called COVID-19. What's that? exactly uh is well that a k-pop uh, band <laughs> well, unfortunately it's not it is uh the the pandemic that we've been dealing with for several months the cdc the center for disease control Tony, oh is that what it yes. is yes never uh, heard of that they, yeah they came out uh, uh just a, a little while ago and said you know uh halloween's just around the corner kids and trick-or-treating you may want to avoid it because it's a high risk behavior going door to door yelling trick-or-treat, getting candy handed to you by strangers. So people are looking for workarounds. They're even saying the trunk or treat is high-risk behavior, Tony. And that's something... I don't know if if this was a big thing when you were growing up at the Trunk or Treat
0: where everybody gets together in a parking lot. That's when my kids were little. The Trunk or Treat came into fashion. Yeah. Right? Because they were too afraid to let your kid go to a neighbor's house. So you grab some people together and everyone opens their trunk and it's just the same. Full disclosure, it is not just the same. (laughs) So Ah. people are trying to figure out workarounds for the whole... I'm going
1: to hand you the candy. Enter the candy chute. I'm pretty sure this is a family <laughs> show and you can't say that. Enter the candy chute, Tony. It is a long PVC pipe. You can decorate it however you want. And you put the candy in the, the, the candy chute and it slides down to the children
0: who say trick or treat. The truth is, I think this is a brilliant and perfect idea. I don't think there's anything wrong with this at all. Now, I think the people who are saying you can't trick or treat, I got real issues with them. I get it. It's a pandemic. But I must say, without getting political, I don't remember in history that many pandemics where you got to go trick-or-treating. If you could still decorate your house for Halloween, one should ask a serious question. But if the if the objective is, hey, let's be safe, then sorry, let's play around with this in a way that will work for everybody, I think it's a spectacular idea. It's, the, it's a three-inch PVC pipe. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you just like affix it to the banister at your house or you, 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 you create something and you just you just send the candy down it. And that way the kid gets the candy. I think that's smart and creative and fun and people saying, you know what, we'll go along with all this. But don't take away the fun of our children. We'll figure out the workaround that everybody works with. I think you have to dress like the whole Willy Wonka
1: and the Chocolate Factory thing, right?
0: You right. To, you'd have to do the whole
1: thing if you're going to have this contraption that sends candy down to the kids. Augustus Gloop has, has to get stuck in it. <laughs> but I, I, it's going to be interesting to see if local communities are going to cancel Halloween I mean, there has been Mine some Mine isn't. Time. Mine
0: has already said, here's the time. They actually put out a time. I think they try and do curfews or try and create some idea where, all right, everybody figure it out. How many people are going to turn off their lights and pretend they're not home? That's a good right? question. I've heard of the people who are going to take two or three pieces of candy, maybe more, and put it into an individual bag, right? And then the bags will be set there outside and people could take a bag and be done I like the idea of kids coming uh, to you the dorm, do only because it helps with socialization. Right. But learn, you can't learn do to that. say hello.
1: I mean, but how many times has this happened to you? I know there have been certain situations when my kids were younger that I would put the bowl out there, and I would have a picture of me shaky fisting, saying, we're on the honor system here, kids. And then you come back 15 minutes later, and the whole bowl is gone. Because the no, the kids, actual bowl. <laughs> yeah. They stole, they the, stole bowl. the bowl. So you're, you're going to tell me the kids are just going to take one bag and be like, okay, it's cool. I'm just going to take the one bag. I don't trust it, Tony. Don't
0: I trust it. Well, what happened to the idea of just throwing candy at kids <laughs> as hard as you could, like Peyton Manning in the SNL skit? Right. You know, you're just going to throw it, just pelt them with it.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I I thought to myself because we are, you know, we're in, you know, we're recording here in Indianapolis, and Indianapolis, you know, they've had some really tough restrictions on businesses. So, but that's one and- county.
0: So you want the craziest story? Marion County, mm-hmm. right, is the home of Indianapolis. They still have restrictions that are. Radical, but all the surrounding counties are like, Yeah, come on over. Yeah, we're totally cool. And so everybody would leave Marion County and go to the other counties like for bars and stuff. It's so, it, what, uh, if, it's if, the stuff that makes people shake their heads. So,
1: what happens if uh, Marion County says you can't go trick or treating? You're gonna have a bunch of kids go to the donut counties, <laughs> their kids are gonna, or their parents are gonna drive them outside of the county to go trick or treating. It's
0: crazy. You know, that's coming a hundred percent. That's happening. Me, I'm just gonna give out candy, I'm ready. I, I, this didn't happen growing up, but the, the people here, they, they they pull out the fire pit to the front and they sit around it and they're drinking. And I'm like, okay, you win. I'm in, and I'm gonna do that. So I'm not gonna be near the candy shoot, but I am gonna throw candy at kids.
1: I am so looking forward to the whole month of eat, drink, smoke shows where we're going to break down Halloween. Tony,
0: talk <laughs> about the best Halloween candy. Mate, we got to have
1: some reviews. This is this this is one of my favorite. Not times only of the are we
0: gonna do the candy reviews, we are also doing for you a pumpkin spice cheesecake uh, taste off. Okay, that's happening. That that's fine. Dessert. That's great. That's pumpkin fine. Pumpkin
1: spice dessert is fine. Pumpkin spice, every beverage in the world. Pumpkin spice candy, in or out. Wouldn't be my favorite, but that's understandable. Understandable. Okay. I love pumpkin pie. We will review the candy. That's coming up. Next story. Well, speaking of uh, food, Tony, Subway has gotten into a Subway little
0: Subway is food? <coughs> that's all yes, I'm
1: told. And they make a great sponsor the Eat, Drink, Smoke <laughs> radio show, don't you think? Eat fresh. That's what I say, Tony. <laughs> uh, but Ireland. Eat fresh, drink, smoke? Yeah, Exactly. Ireland. Uh, Their highest court isn't sweet on tax breaks for footlongs. The country's Supreme Court ruled that the starch used in Subway sandwiches is too sugary to meet the definition of bread. A legal distinction that would have saved the firm some dough. See what they did there with the wording of the the New York
0: Post? So this was about whether or not Subway gets a tax break for serving a staple food item. And the answer is, it's not even bread. Most people would be like, it's not even meat. Uh, <laughs> it's not bread? It's not bread. Uh,
1: it has a sugar content of roughly 10% the weight of its flour content.
0: So No. That's a lot of
1: sugar. No wonder I like eating their bread so much.
0: And this, kids, is why we have a problem with diabetes. <laughs> oh. I Like, that's... The, that's a horrible thing for Subway to have public. Yeah, right. Now they didn't know. They didn't think about this going in. Like that's a detrimental story to the whole eat fresh thing. To the whole. How in the world do you lose weight? Remember when Subway had that thing before their spokesperson? A horrible story. Oh, the spokesperson yeah. was a pedophile, and it was from right here. The guy lived in the, in this city. When that story broke cuz I do radio, I do a morning show here in Indianapolis. I have a syndicated midday radio show. I went to my program director cuz it was a whole story about pedophilia and there was he had a business partner who was involved in it. I went to my my program director, the guy in charge of the station said, "I can't do this story. The news can do it. I can't." I had I, there was no way for me. It, like I did like 2 3 days of that story in a rogue, big breaking news. And it was the first time I ever ended a week and said, I, what am I doing? I can't do this job. It was the first time I ever felt that way, and I went, "I said, I'm sorry. I can't be a part of this. I, it was too gross of a story. But they didn't know that their bread might be thought of this way? Well, no, and it Subway's pushing back
1: on their nutritional facts uh, that they posted a six-inch white bread roll has five grams
0: of sugar similar to that of an Oreo cookie. I, I... I wonder how this is going to play for him because it doesn't play good right now. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So Halloween is upon us, and we will be doing candy reviews because there's candy, and then there are other things that people give out for Halloween. Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We're going to review the candy, but this is candy by state. And so uh, there's a group here, candystore.com that says, here is the most popular Halloween candy by state. We have got them all here from California uh, to Maine, uh, from Texas, all the way up to Minnesota, where we are now heard on WNMT AM 650. Fine people up there, northern Minnesota. Great to have you with us here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. Uh, I'll start with with our beloved Indiana, where the candy is, uh, the top candy is Starburst, followed by hot tamales and jolly ranchers and all three of those are not candy they're not candy what are they
1: well candy I like know. candy like substance candy food you Can- know how they got cheese and then cheese
0: food I, I- uh, if they if honestly if cheese whiz was on this list <laughs> it would be better i am one of the people who argues that candy is chocolate of some kind and everything else is not candy and i will say to you right now and i and i'm willing to fight you <laughs> Willing to physically get down. The Tootsie Roll is the most despicable, awful candy. It is devil scat. It is not (laughs) actually (laughs) candy. Can you say that? And I will have no... (laughs) I will have no part of it. None. Worst thing in the world. And this is really disappointing for my people. Better than Alabama, where the winner is Candy Corn, followed by Starbursts, and Skittles. I have a theory. Hear me out on this,
1: okay? Because I'm looking at state by state, and I'm thinking, okay, this is ridiculous. This 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 can't be real. They came up with this list at Candy Store based on 13 years of bulk candy sales data. So to me, what this is, when I'm looking at this list... This is people that are going out and not buying candy for themselves, but they're like, we got to give out something. Okay, we're going to get the cheapest stuff we can get our hands on. I mean, some of this, there's no way, if if you're looking at, say, uh, Michigan, candy corn, Alabama, candy corn, uh, Illinois, Sour Patch Kids, you're telling me that when... You're an adult. You're not running out because you know you get the the kids stash that you're handing out, and then you get the adult candy that you're like, okay, this is mine, and I'm not handing it out for trick or treating. You're not buying Sour Patch Kids. You're not buying hot tamales. And and
0: I should understand that kids have very different palates, and how they love the sour stuff is beyond me. But in Illinois, the number two is the Kit Kat. Sour Patch Kids beat out the Kit Kat, and that's how I know society is going to hell. This is crazy. Um, uh, Skittles, which is the most duplicitous candy out there, because you think you're eating M and M's, and then you get this stuff, and you're like, "This is this this is how the communists are trying to beat us." <laughs> California, Hawaii, Vermont, Florida, Skittles is the top candy, and Minnesota. Sorry, Minnesota, we're, we're glad you're with us, but your candy tastes are horrible.
1: Oh, Minnesota, the top three are Skittles. Tootsie pops and candy corn.
0: Now, what's weird is that the Tootsie pop is the top candy in New Jersey. I grew up in Jersey. I, and, and there were a lot of lollipops, but I, that, is a lollipop candy? Yes.
1: Yes, I don't get the whole chocolate thing that you're talking about because well, I mean there's, well, the, that is true. but you know, rock candy, I mean Jolly rancher, what would you call a jolly rancher?
0: It's not a breath mint. Jolly rancher is something you get from your grandma when she's out of Werther's no, originals that's right her ribbon candy is right? ribbon candy candy it's a candy it says so in the name in Arizona the top candy is hot tamales followed by Hershey's kisses and snickers wouldn't you rather have a Hershey's kiss or a snickers how is
1: how i'm looking at all these states how is snickers not number 1 in any state snickers is the best candy bar on the market do you think so absolutely now fight me am i am i wrong <laughs> what
0: what is what is the best candy bar in your mind um well Kit Kat uh, I'm a fan of the Crackle or the Nestle Crunch. Those are my uh, favorites. North Carolina and Kansas do it right. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is their top candy. In Kansas, it's followed by the M&M and the Snickers. And in North Carolina, it's followed by the Snickers and the M&M. I don't now, know. M&Ms I- are overrated, by the way. What the hell is wrong with you?
1: M&Ms, just a plain M&M. I like peanut no, M&Ms.
0: No, no. You, you said it wrong. You said it singular. Nobody eats one M&M. You eat ha- a handful of M and M's. Overrated, especially if you, you know you go to McDonald's. And I've done this once
1: or twice. I've ordered a McFlurry with M and M's in the McFlurry. The
0: cold ice cream with 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 an M and M. It's no good, Tony. Now in Wy, I, I'm I'm trying hard not to look at you. <laughs> in Wyoming, the top candy is saltwater taffy because, as you know, Wyoming, <laughs> home of saltwater. <laughs> Followed by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Double Bubble Gum. Is gum candy? Because in Montana, Double Bubble Gum is the top candy. Does Double Bubble come from that area? And it's followed in Montana by the Twix. Maybe, and but
1: this goes back to my theory that uh, this is just what people are buying to hand out to other kids other than their own. Uh, how cheap is a big... You, you buy yourself a bucket because double bubble gum comes in a bucket of 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 gum i mean how much could that possibly be it's probably very cheap to buy a bucket of gum and hand it out right and boy you're as a kid you're really happy when you get double bubble gum as your trick or
0: treat right it's, it's disappointing in missouri the top candy is a milky way milky way is a fine candy bar followed by the almond joy not so much a fine candy bar and double bubble in mississippi it's the three musketeers that's a candy That's a candy bar, and that's followed by Snickers and Butterfinger. Butterfinger is a personal, personal taste. You can go either way uh, with that. Where are Milk Duds?
1: Not seeing Milk Duds anywhere? I'm very disappointed that Milk Duds, that's my go-to at the movie theater, and that's one of the things I love. Come Halloween, I'm not going to the store to buy myself a box of Milk Duds, but Halloween, when you get the mixed bag and the Milk Duds in there, oh, I'm grabbing those right away.
0: Top uh, uh, movie theater candy for me, Snow Caps. I don't know why, the non non you know, with the little white, yes, little little like sprinkle things on it. Yeah, I like that. Do you the throw them here.
1: in with the popcorn, like in the bucket together, and you grab? Them? I
0: haven't, but I will now. Yeah, look at you. I'm, I'm look fat. At you. You're, you're, <laughs> you're the Gordon Ramsay of candy. It's a really interesting list. We will have it on the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Eat Drink Smoke we talk a lot about travel and of course you're a Vegas guy and haven't been able to get out to Vegas and how everyone is dealing with everything JetBlue their answer is at home pre-travel COVID-19 tests now they just released you saw uh, the, the guy who, who, who runs coronavirus testing Admiral Brett Giroir, uh said here is the, the, the rapid test and it's fantastic you know for anything you want to say about coronavirus any, any of the politics I guess you want to throw in there the way the scientific community and the way these labs and the way these companies have been pushing to get things done is really and truly remarkable. There, there's a lot of, wow, things went really wrong. There's a lot of, hey, things went as good as they can go. And then there's some of these groups really have done absolutely miraculous work. I think this is interesting. They're introducing this at-home COVID-19 testing. So if you've got travel plans, you can already have an idea. I assume this is to create less issue at the airport, that if you take a test before, that maybe you'll be like, okay, I won't travel. But you got to assume a lot of people are like, well, I'm not. It's like a false pregnancy test. (laughs) I'm still going. Well, that's the thing. Oh, you're going to have a
1: lot of people that are going to say to themselves, well, I feel fine, and I'm wearing a mask, so uh, everything will be fine. Look, I told you I flew to uh, Austin a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I, I was, you know, told to wear a mask. You're, you're, you're required to wear a mask on the plane in the airport. And uh, no, but nobody took my temperature. You, you know, TSA will ask you. You know, they'll have the the signs up there. Hey, do you have a fever? Have you gone to China? So you have to ask those
0: questions. But nobody's. At well, you a maybe the screening. answer is it gets sent to the lab, which processes it, it, provides results in 72 hours, and I assume the lab then tells JetBlue, hey, they either you either tested positive, or if you don't send back the test. Do they let you on the plane, or do they know to test you right there and then? Is this lawyer-driven? Oh, it's got to be. All things got to be lawyer-driven. Without question. Everyone's trying to figure out how they can make sure people can can, can fly safe and, and not get sued and feel good about flying. Um, may I suggest, before flying, the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch. <laughs> this is solid. This is worth trying. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Rarely do I want a cigar that only gives me limited time to smoke. Rarely do I take a cigar that's on that smaller side. I want time with a cigar. I want to be able to take the time to feel it all, and I give myself the time to enjoy it. But not everybody has the time, and so they look for smaller cigars. One of those smaller cigars you might want to look at is the Chubby Don't laugh, Fingers Malloy. I didn't say a word. Don't laugh. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and this is the Xeno Platinum Scepter Series Chubby Cigar. Now, Xeno is a name in cigars, uh, if if you smoke cigars, and I'll get to that in just a a moment. This is a 4 and 15 sixteenths, By 54 cigar what does that mean it's four and 15 16 inches long tee always makes him laugh and has a 54 ring gauge which means that's how thick it is around now 64 around that's a full inch around so this is a a fine ring gauge it feels good it's got a good mouthfeel except this is a perfecto and a perfecto has the closed foot It bulges in the middle and then comes back to a tip, the cap where you're cutting it. When you smoke this cigar, you will notice, holy cow, that draw is very, very difficult. It's a very tight, compacted draw because of the small size of the cigar, sure, but because of the shape, this perfecto shape, gives it that very very tight feeling it's why you will sometimes see with a perfecto people do what's known as a v-cut now there's some weird things about the the v-cut fingers because some people will tell you that's not the way nature intended it the straight cut which is what most people get is the way the 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 blender the cigar roller envisioned the cigar so it opens up properly the v is when you basically make this v-shaped almost a gouge in the cigar. What does it allow you to do on the Perfecto? Get in a little bit deeper to make that draw better. I have the straight cut. You have the V. I have a very tight draw. You're not having a problem. Oh,
1: I'm, it's a very pleasant draw. I'm not having any problems with it at all with the V cut. It, it, and it look, look, Tony, it looks like a little Pac-Man on the cap. You're See? you ridiculous. <laughs>
0: uh, this is an Ecuadorian-Connecticut wrapper uh, with Connecticut uh, a filler, U.S. Connecticut uh, filler, and is a, a binder, I should say, and is a filler that's from the Dominican... And Peru, this is a mild, mild cigar and is really a 45-minute smoke at the most. That's not necessarily um, where I normally fit. But there's a place for everything, and there's a place for everyone. That's, that's what's so important here. This comes uh, from the world uh, of, of Davidoff. And Zeno is just one of those names. We're talking about Zeno Davidoff here. That's where it, it, it comes from. This is an interesting, interesting smoke. The color is a very, very pale brown, um, very, very light brown. For me, not an attractive color, not what I naturally draw myself to with, with a, a, a cigar at all. And even with this, Break it down into thirds, first third, second third, and final third, and see where those flavors uh, go, where those flavors take you. For me, there's a lot of wood in this, in this uh, uh, cigar. I'm not getting uh, a, 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 a spice. I'm getting wood, almost a grassy, for me, is, is what I get uh, in, into it. But it's not, it, it, I'm not opposed to it. I immediately want a cup of coffee. Right. There is no question that's exactly what I want with this cigar maybe to balance uh, that out. Uh, but I'm waiting slowly to see where this cigar takes me. And you can even see as we've been smoking this fingers, you are double me in, in just the few minutes we, we, we lit this up and started.
1: Well, I'm, I'm. you're talking too and, and not smoking as much as I am, but no, it's be, a lot of it has to do with the draw, I believe. For me, it's the grassy kind of earthy notes, a, a slight bit of pepper, Tony, a, just a little bit of spice, but not a lot. For me, we've talked about this previously, this is a great grilling cigar. We, we talked about maybe the nub, this one where you got, hey, I've got a half hour, 40 minutes to smoke, and I'm going to be out by my grill. This is absolutely perfect, and this would definitely be a go-to for me if you—if if that's the kind of thing you well, want to do. What's
0: odd is that I agree with you. That's the perfect place to smoke this. This is not a golf course cigar. This MSRP is around $17, and I think people are going to look at size and say $17 and say, nah, that's not for me. This is about expanding some horizons, trying some new things, and seeing what's out there. One of the unique things as we're smoking this is that the smoke off of this is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. There are cigars that we smoke that give off a, a nice smoke. There are cigars that really, really shine white and bright. There is a lot of smoke happening here, and it burns. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, a, it's light in terms of weight because there's not much cigar to it, but the actual construction of this cigar, I feel very, very confident in. Very confident. with well, it's Davidoff. I should not be surprised by that, but it's, for me... It's way too light. I need a little more heft to the cigar. It's about a comfort level. I feel that if I was talking with this cigar, I would immediately throw this. <laughs> it would fly for
1: well, sure. That's that's one of the, the challenges with a cigar this size is I don't feel very comfortable with it in my hand. Uh, and so it it, it it is definitely, like I said, something that I would like to have around the grill it's not going to be if I go to a cigar lounge like this. This probably wouldn't be uh, one of my go-to cigars because you, you know you you want to, if if you have the time to be able to smoke one for at least an hour. This this at the that price point, the size, I I, it's a wonderful cigar. It's a wonderful smoke at seventeen dollars a stick. I I I can see where it's for some people. I don't know if it would be for me.
0: Now I will tell you that I, I just now smoking a little while. It's finally starting to open up. And that bit of buttery, almost creamy, but not cream, creamy. I think buttery is the better word here. Um, that has just emerged is really, really nice. So for a mild cigar, there is there is an interesting convergence of flavors here that really and truly uh, does work. Uh, the Zeno uh, Platinum Scepter Series, uh, the Chubby. Now, this comes... In a tube, right? So sometimes referred to as a tubos. So this is a good traveling cigar as well. But if this this is this is an interesting example of quick smoke, which I'm normally, as I said, opposed to, but there are places that it can work. And quick smoke should not equate to cheap smoke. Not at all. But there's some nuance here going on. When you're smoking a cigar, I, we always suggest write it down, people. Have yourself a notebook. Get your cigar notebook. You know, just a simple spiral notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you eat just before it? What's the temperature? And everything else. For a mild cigar, this is a good fall cigar. right? You know, when you talk about the grill, you can picture yourself wearing the sweater, you know, uh, the, the, the hoodie, whatever it is you wear. And, and this works. That bit of cedar there has kind of receded just a touch, that, that wood, I should say, whether it's cedar, whether it's grassy, a couple of different ways to, to describe it, that buttery has kind of taken over. And there's, some, there's an interesting play back and forth in, in how those work. Also, your V-cut has given you a perfect, perfect burn. I'm not perfect. And I think it's because the, the straight cut and how that compacted draw was going I'm a little uneven. I'm going to see if it evens itself out. I'm going to see how, how it kind of plays out. But this is worth trying, especially if, if, if you like the size, you like the time reference on it. I think 45 minutes. Some people might get an hour out of it. Some people might only get 30 minutes. Worth trying. The Xeno uh, Platinum Scepter Series uh, Chubby. This is E Drink, Smoke. Everybody who is anybody is getting into the gimmick game. Every liquor, every restaurant getting into the gimmick game. Why should Glenn Morangi, a fine scotch, be any different. It is eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Good to be with you here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. You can get the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, you can where else? Where else can you get us? Oh my gosh, everywhere. You is got the right?
1: iHeart. You got the uh, the Stitcher, the uh, Apple Podcasts TuneIn app. Uh, really, any of your favorite podcast platforms out there?
0: We're going to be on it. And make sure you write a review, you subscribe, you leave a five star review, you do the whole thing. Called A Tale of Cake. The Glen Scotch is finished in wine casks and is building in, as the drinkbusiness.com describes it, building in flavors of honey, white chocolate, and fruit. And they partnered with uh, Dominique Ansel and those bakeries there in, in, in New York uh, to create. Uh, this cocktail, cake pairing to launch uh, uh, the 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 launch of the Scotch is the best way to put it. I never know how I feel about this stuff. Usually, I'm opposed to the gimmicky stuff. I'm opposed to these kinds of things. Scotch is unique and special and different, and the pride of, of Scotland and so many different ways, whether, you know, how they, how they do things uh, in the Highlands uh, differently than in, in, in the Isla. And, and I love that. I love that history and I love that story. And I I find stories like this. I find things like this. And I'm wrong. I find it insulting. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No. Oh, oh, totally right. That's correct.
1: You're right. totally right. No, I've gone on rants about this in the past. It, listen scotch if you want to make a cake drink with scotch then come up with some sort of recipe that has scotch and make it a mixed drink that tastes like cake if that's what you want I'm a traditionalist Tony I want my bourbon to taste like bourbon I want my whiskey I want t- whiskey flavored whiskey I don't want apple flavored whiskey I don't want cinnamon flavored whiskey I want whiskey and then if I want to alter the taste of that whiskey I'll figure out a way you don't have to be a chemist to figure some of this stuff out. So no, you aren't wrong. To me, this is like uh, the, the jar of peanut butter that has jelly in it. I don't understand that. <laughs> you get peanut butter and you get jelly. You, oh, it's like, oh man, who has the time to get the peanut
0: butter and the jelly out if I can only combine the two? Same thing with this. We can agree, though, that the only kind of jelly for peanut butter is strawberry. Yes, I would agree with that. That is the absolute correct answer. Grape no marmalade. No marmalade, no orange marmalade. Oh, with peanut butter? No. No, no. no, there's nothing wrong with orange marmalade. But no, strawberry preserves, strawberry jam, right? That's that's what goes with peanut butter. I mean, I know you're a kid, you do grape jelly, but if you have any if you allow yourself any kind of palate. Right. You know? Oh, by the way, great snack, peanut butter and whipped cream. Okay, that's a new one for that, me. That oh on bread know? or like on a spoon. No, 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 in in, in, in a bowl. In a small bowl. <laughs> Oh, it's a staple in my house. Peanut oh, butter and whipped cream. It gives you a little bit of a mar- uh, of a peanut butter fluff kind of feel. Are you talking about on? the
1: whip it whipped cream or like the oh not
0: Cool Whip? Well, I guess you could use Cool Whip. I haven't tried. No, the, in the can, like the yeah. ready whip kind of stuff. Yeah, and 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 you, and you spray it in there. And you get a little bit in the mouth. <laughs> you spray it in the bowl. It's so good. The, when I first started doing that, my kids thought I was out of my mind. And then they tried it. They do it on their own. I find them doing it. Oh, people, listen, people have, un, and I, I can't believe we, we
1: transitioned from cake scotch to this. But, you know, people like to combine odd flavors with peanut butter. I mean, for years, you know, my grandmother would make me peanut butter and
0: mayonnaise sandwiches. That was a staple for so many. That did not happen to me. Yeah, was, what happened to me was cheese and jelly. Oh my, no! My mother went on a trip, and my father was in charge of cooking. My mother is a world class cook. The Diane, she's brilliant. I mean, uh, seventy three now doesn't do as much as she used to, but I mean, a woman who would make her own French bread, just spectacular in a kitchen. Really, really, uh, you you would pay to eat her her food. All right, but she was on a, on a trip, and so my father had to feed us. And gave us cheese, American cheese, and jelly sandwiches. Oh, no. I mean, are we talking craft singles? Yeah. That's what we're talking about there. <laughs> Only happened once, and my brothers <laughs> and I would still talk about it. My brother and I still remember it and are like, that was the worst. But, but in the Depression, they sure. ate watermelon sandwiches. That was a thing. That people, That's how good your life is right now, by the way, in case you were curious. Oh, I'm
1: telling you, I, you hear people talk about, oh, 2020 is the worst year. Yeah, and, and I look back, I just watched on Netflix, there's a great series of documentary, like one hour shorts, uh, World War II in color. Talk to someone who was alive in 1943 in America about how tough it was in 1943.
0: I am not telling people not to be safe, not to wash their hands. And, and all that. And, and coronavirus is serious. But sometimes when you take a look at this whole conversation of pandemic, just something to keep in mind. We're talking about Halloween a lot. People put up decorations. That's a, it's not necessarily a very pandemic thing. And so you make, it makes you, as we were discussing, it makes you question when you talk about these things in history right there. Now, by the way, we're smoking the Xenoplatinum, uh, the, the, the Scepter series Chubby. You have a full... It, this is a 4 and 15, 16 cigar. so almost a 5-inch long cigar, Perfecto. You have 2 inches of ash. You haven't ashed your cigar.
1: No, I haven't. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I would keep going to see how long I could make this last, but, I, you know, we... we we got some sophisticated equipment around here. No, no, Tony. you got to
0: keep going. I got to keep going. You got to keep going just to see what happens. Just, just smoke over there yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Again, I'm not used. I'm not somebody who goes for a cigar this small. But as it has opened up, that buttery going with the wood, it's a rather wonderful flavor. It's it's a very easy. It's a fun flavor. On the palate, I'm very impressed with the cigar. At $17, I think it is a question for for a lot of people. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But if that's okay with you and you're looking for that shorter kind of smoke, my gosh, has this been really, really, truly impressive. It
1: is very good. And what I like about this too, Tony, is the fine folks at Davidoff didn't say to themselves, you know what, if we could pair this with cake and make it a cake
0: cigar, (laughs) that would be great. Now, we should, we need to do a whole scotch episode, and Glenn Morangi makes some wonderful stuff. I'm just not the gimmicky guy. Speaking of gimmicks, Cracker Barrel. Full disclosure, I've only eaten a Cracker Barrel once in my life. Oh, get out of here. True story. It was a drive back from Atlanta where my parents live. It was New Year's Eve. We were hungry, and we, Tennessee, Cracker Barrel. I could get to that Cracker Barrel right now. First and only time in a Cracker Barrel. And what I did not know is that Cracker Barrel does not serve alcohol. Until now. But they they were actually playing with it before coronavirus. So this is not specifically a COVID thing. They're adding beer, wine, and mimosas to the menu. They started doing it. They started playing with it. It was the first time in their 51-year history, now permanent. People want to drink, and everyone's just got to accept this. Yeah. They want to
1: drink with their meal. And especially breakfast, Tony. I mean, I that's the one thing that i've noticed just cracker barrel breakfast good oh yeah absolutely it's fantastic but i I, i've noticed in the last 10 years my friends are very much uh brunch people it's like oh we got to go get brunch you're gonna get brunch you got to get the brunch and with the the bloody marys and the the mimosas uh to me cracker barrel they've got great omelets uh the breakfast is fantastic a mimosa i guess for those people would be great this is eat drink smoke
0: Eat, drink, smoke. It is your food, bourbon, cigar radio extravaganza. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, good to be with you. It is time, as always, at this portion of the show, look at you holding on to that cigar for dear life. We've been reviewing uh, from Zeno uh, Davidoff, uh, the Zeno Platinum Scepter Series Chubby, and it just ashed. He had, the cigar is almost five inches long. He had three inches of ash going and it j- literally just fell he was trying to get through the entire cigar long ashes indeed the cigar is very impressive very impressive in the construction i'm sad
1: <laughs> i'm sad <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna post pictures of this ash it was yes. it was
0: fantastic on facebook facebook.com slash eat drink smoke you'll be able to see the pictures of fingers ash <laughs> Did you ever think in your life? Yes, I did, actually. <laughs> I did think that in my life. It's time up. for News of the Week, Fingers
1: Molloy. What's up? Oh, let me tell you. You know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, Tony. You did? Uh, that's what I'm told. It's two that's months away. Calendar tells me. And, you know, the CDC has uh, recommendations for Halloween. We talked about it the previous hour. And now for Thanksgiving Aye. to lessen the risk. And this will make a lot of people upset, except for the people that don't want to be at the Thanksgiving Day table with their drunk uncle. The CDC is recommending virtual Thanksgiving dinners.
0: Not happening. People have done enough. They've been locked away long enough. They missed Mother's Day. They're not going to do it. Just so we're clear, I'm just laying down my marker. Nobody is going to do virtual Thanksgiving. One way or another, they're going to get together with people. This is just happening, and the CDC better just accept this. No one's doing it.
1: I don't see how they would. I mean, what's going to be interesting is, um, you know, things are really opening up, Tony. So I I, I don't anticipate this unless we have this second wave that everybody seems to be talking about where people aren't going to be rushing to the stores as much. But uh, what will the. Oh, do you want to bet on that? I I don't think it's the shopping.
0: I think people are going to be so ready unless they just start shutting stuff down again. Now, a lot of stores have decided we're not going to open on Thanksgiving. And that was a big scandal when people started opening on Thanksgiving. It never bothered me because if you want to shop on Thanksgiving, shop on Thanksgiving. I mean, just go right ahead. The bars do incredibly good business on Thanksgiving because people want to get away from the family.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so they're like, oh, all right, we're done. Let's go. Or, or it's, uh, Younger kids go meet their college friends or whatever. People, they, they sometimes the whole family goes out. Oh, goes I used to, when I was a bartender
1: back in the 90s our bar would open up at eight o'clock at night on Thanksgiving because people wanted to go out. I mean, right. it, 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 traditionally the day before Thanksgiving was one of the biggest bar nights of the year because you have people coming in from out of town, coming back home. Everybody has, well, except for some retailers or in the hospitality industry. They have the next day off. Right. So people go out late at night. But I wonder if you're going to see some of the stuff that we saw when the COVID uh, pandemic first started, when it came to hoarding, I wonder We get closer to Thanksgiving, it's going to be harder to find some of the staples
0: because people are running out and grabbing it ahead of time. I'm fine with that because we don't do the staples. Turkey is not on my Thanksgiving table. It's just, it's not. What do you do? Um, So in a weird thing, we do eggplant parm. My wife is Italian, and they had eggplant parm on their Thanksgiving table, and we have it on ours, and it's awesome. And it's um, I do a roast. So I do a top round in the oven. So um, 500 degrees, preheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when you put it in and it's just salt and pepper, you know, liberally, You that's what you're going for. Making sure I get it from a, from a butcher and asking for it, that it has the fat cap on it. Um, very, very liberally, I should say, with the salt and pepper. And then in the oven, bring it down to 450, seven minutes a pound. And then after that, let's say it's a four pounder. So 28 minutes mm-hmm. and then turn off the oven, two and a half hours, just leave it in there. Even nice. in there, do not open the oven, and it comes out medium rare, wonderful, fantastic. And a top round is a much more affordable uh, piece of meat. A bottom round doesn't really—you can do it, but it doesn't really work. A Bottom round is more for a crock pot kind of thing. You need to slow cook it. You need—it's—it's it's a tougher piece of meat. You need to really let it soften up. But this works, and it works sensationally. And then you 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 cut it like a steak into steaks, or you, some of you might think of it as, as a prime rib uh, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I find it wonderful I find it fantastic but do you do
1: this do you make it special and what I mean by that is you only do this for Thanksgiving or is this something that you'll do five or six times a year anyway I'll do this
0: uh, 20 times a year ah
1: anyway see that's um. what I like about turkey on Thanksgiving is because you're, you're not you're not running out in May and buying yourself a
0: turkey to I've cook. done fried turkey which I think is spectacular a fried mm. turkey is amazing I have not smoked my own turkey yet oh. and I what that's what I do every year do you smoke it Put it
1: on the in the smoker, or this year I'll put it on the grill. What's great about it? I mean, you, first of all, uh, the flavor's fantastic. If, if you slow cook it on the grill, you get that smoked turkey flavor. It, it's juicy. You free up the oven for other things, and you know you you may have to tend to the grill while you're outside. So you have a cigar see, and so some you bourbon. do it
0: for avoidance.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that, Tony.
0: I you did. <laughs> wink, wink, No, winky. I can see it. <laughs> That's how you wink on radio, by the way. <laughs> winky, winky, winky. Is that- uh, I, I just I, I'm not that into turkey. Sometimes we'll do a turkey breast, but not the whole turkey. I don't want to carve it. I don't want to. I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll cut the 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 the, the, the roast, I'll, and sometimes maybe a ribeye roast. But I, I I just turkey doesn't doesn't move me. Doesn't move me at all. What about virtual turkey? Not not in the slightest. Uh, Stuffing I love. The other things that I I, I adore. If we see hoarding of turkeys, I'm telling it, it
1: could happen, We're Tony. All crazy. The, the the yams, the the cranberry sauce may all
0: be tough to find this year. And, you know, you bring up the family. Maybe you're right. Maybe people are going to do virtual Thanksgiving just so they don't have to get with them. <laughs> We'd love to see you, but coronavirus. <coughs> Next story.
1: Did you see what Donald Trump tweeted this week, Tony? You, we, we do politics all of a sudden. Uh, well, normally we don't, and this isn't political. Uh, oh, but uh, okay, no, so, I didn't see what he tweeted. So uh, he's this the president week, of the United States. Yes, you know. Ari Fleischer, who was the press secretary under uh, President George W. Bush, right, tweeted out an ABC report that there's a chemical found in McDonald's French fries that may cure be a cure for baldness. Uh, Ari Fleischer. He's Plus bald. some hair. Yeah. He's bald. And he he uh, is adamant that it doesn't work. President Trump came in over the top, tweeted, uh, well, no wonder I didn't lose my hair. So he said, hey. He's, <laughs> McDonald's fries are the secret? Yes. Yeah, so anyone out there who makes fun of the president's hair, apparently you can blame McDonald's.
0: I, I don't eat McDonald's fries. I have nothing against them. I just don't eat them. I have a full head of hair right yes it's 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 uh a very uh, dark brown into into a black and that's how you know I don't eat them see because if you eat the fries it's going to be blonde and 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 wispy and people are going to question if it's real that's what's going to happen that's funny that's just that's just funny as can be i would like to know if we could start taking pictures of bald people eating mcdonald's just right. to see and then uh,
1: just, are, you, are you doing it for the hair? Well, we we did a study at the Fingers Molloy Institute for Institutes. Ah, fine, fine. fine
0: Upstanding organization. And it's
1: a, it's a, it's an informal study, but let's, let's look at the evidence. Ronald McDonald looks like he has a full head of hair. He does. But if you look closely, looks like a wig, Tony. Just saying. Huh. Mayor McCheese. Right. Bald. Grimace. Bald. <laughs> I think the evidence is clear. <laughs> Ari Fleischer's right.
0: <laughs> you spent time going <laughs> With, through all hey, the characters. We're, we're quite
1: thorough at the Fingers Molloy Institute of Institutes. <laughs> what else you got? So Arturo Fuente, Padron, and others have committed to coming up with special exclusive cigars for the PCA 2021 Cigar Show in Las Vegas. Yeah,
0: this is actually a big deal because they had to cancel last year. It's a pretty big show. Uh, they had to cancel because of coronavirus. So Alec Bradley, Arturo Fuente, CLE, which does fine cigars, Crown Heads, which you know we both, Fingers mm-hmm. and I both love, Ellusion, uh, J.C. Newman, Padron, Rocky Patel, and Tatuaje. They're going to produce cigars special for the convention and you got to assume people are itching to to get out to try these things just to be around other people and really get some some shows back going.
1: Tony if we have to go to the show for work I guess we'll just have to go to the show for work. You know work. we're gonna have to
0: go to Vegas.
1: Yeah if we have to do it you twist my
0: arm Tony. And smoke
1: cigars. If that has to happen I guess it has to happen. All right PCA get us our invite immediately
0: this is Eat Drink Smoke. So, Fingers Malloy was discussing that there are certain times of the year that certain drinks work better, and how we're drinking the Colonel E.H. Uh, e. Taylor, uh, the, uh, the, the the small batch, and how he hasn't moved it to a cube. And by the way, neither have I. Hundred proof bottled in bond. This is some wonderful flavoring going on. Very very easy to drink. But we didn't move it to a cube. And how the cooler weather, the fall weather maybe is the reason for it eat drink smoke tony cats fingers malloy great to be with you now tony did you add any water to yours i added nothing it is neat and i'm very very okay with it now i should add some water just to see how it opens up as a matter of fact i'll do that but cigar aficionado the 16 best cigars you need for the fall now there is something to this i'm a big believer in this, I'm very
1: interested in this because, like you said, we just talked about this like earlier in the summer. I was talking about there are certain beers that I would, you know, gravitate to like a summer shandy every once in a while. It's a hundred degrees outside, uh, you know. And, and now that we're drinking the bourbon, it, there's a chill in the air. I don't want to throw something on the rocks. I never would have thought it would go like this with cigars. I go seasonal. just the
0: opposite. I always do it with cigars. But for for beer, you're never going to catch me drinking an IPA. It's always a porter, an amber, or a stout. It's just, it's just where I am. I can't do the IPAs. I just think that I am so turned off by them. And I'm the same way.
1: I love a porter or stout. That Those are my two go-tos. And what's frustrating is IPAs have become so popular, Tony, that when you go to a bar and they have 15 beers on tap, it feels like 12 of them are IPAs.
0: So this list that they came up with, this is a good list from Cigar Aficionado. And you should go about trying these cigars. So uh, this is this is in the order they put it. So this isn't necessarily a ranking order, although they do rank it by uh, their points. And they do have some Cubans on here. Like for uh, they've they've got the 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 Punch Exclusivo from Cuba, and Punch is one of those brands that's been around for forever. You can find some very good Punch cigars, and you should at least uh, give them a, a go. One of them that's on here, the Casa Cuba Doble Trace. We did the Doble Sace just last week, reviewed that cigar from, from Casa Cuba that comes uh, from the Artur- Arturo Fuente world. Really, really enjoyable cigar. But this list is interesting because it's got some cigars that aren't in your norm- normally in your humidor but are worth trying. Like, for example, the Muat Nightcrawler. Muat, my Uzi weighs a ton. That's what it stands for. Muwat. My Uzi <laughs> weighs a ton. It's um, it's made by Hoya de Nicaragua. It's uh, Drew Estate. This is a fun cigar. That San Andreas wrapper from Mexico, which I think gives an absolutely fantastic flavor. It's almost in a jet black, almost in that you know call it call it in a in a in a, in a, in a scuro. It's actually an in Ecuadorian Connecticut shade uh, binder, and the filler is is from Brazil. That is, it, it, like, this list is smart because it's on, it's on there. And one of them that's on there is the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro Lonsdale. Now, a Lonsdale cigar, we talk about uh, uh, shapes of cigars, right? We're doing the Perfecto here from Xenoplatinum. A Lonsdale uh, cigar uh, shape isn't, isn't the normal. It, 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 it isn't the everyday. It's not what you're usually buying. It's not what usually what people put uh, in, in their humidor. Richard is here, who is, of course, the Cigar Sommelier uh, here at Blend Bar Cigar, where we record. How would you describe, Richard? you got to do it into the microphone. How would you describe a Lonsdale shape?
2: Okay, first and foremost, the Lonsdale is going to be, it's going to be about five and a half. It's going to be about six inches, uh, six inches uh, with a very small ring gauge. Uh, I'll tell you what, a lot more influence specifically from the wrapper leaf. Not a lot of smoke, but wonderful flavor across the board. Remember this, smaller ring gauge, more influence from the wrapper leaf. The wrapper leaf is the most expensive, it's the most visually appealing, and ultimately the most flavorful of all of the tobacco leaves. Absolutely fantastic. I'm a huge fan. I don't always have a lot of time to smoke, but a Lonsdale always works. So what's the difference between that and a Lancero?
0: Because I love a Lancero cigar, La Florida La Flor I think there's a great uh, Lancero that I enjoy. There, there's 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 a few of those that I adore, and they're considered dainty, right? Because you're talking about, like when you talk about that smaller ring gauge, it's like a 38 ring gauge that you get on it. So people feel like it's too dainty. It's very European. The flavor is in the wrapper. It's it's tremendous, and those cigars get overlooked way too often. So what's the difference between those
2: two? Uh, really, again, the biggest difference. Again, it's just going to be it's going to be basically the ring gauge. Um, And again, more influence in the wrapper leaf, Uh, maybe not as complex as smoke, but still just an absolutely, utterly fantastic, fantastic experience.
0: The Cigar Sommelier himself, uh, Richard, uh, giving us the the details, really, and when I say smart list, it is one you should try, because I love Herrera Esteli, and there are a couple different kinds uh, that they have, the namesake Willie Herrera uh, from from, uh, Drew, Drew Estate. It's it's the Brazilian madafina. It's the Connecticut broadleaf Nicaraguan tobacco. It's a Nicaraguan cigar. Really, really smart and really worthwhile. Then there's the Rocky Patel number six. Now the Rocky Patel number six. What is the best Honduran cigar out there? Right, just won one of the awards. What Rocky is doing, I think. I think you're about. I mean, you already see Rocky Patel cigars in a lot of places. I think you're going to see an explosion of Rocky Patel uh, cigars out there. Really smart. We were there with Rocky Patel, uh, with uh, uh, his 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 brother, um, smoking uh, these the cigars. The number six is special. I think they're doing more and more really
1: good I stuff. I really enjoyed the quarter century. Just had one uh, the other night. But, you know, I've, I've told people on several occasions when they ask about the show, uh, you know, how we, we break things down. And I say, I'm more of the booze guy. You're more of the cigar guy. Right. But, uh, when, when I saw this list, I, I had to ask you, is, is this a list that's, do you think, based on for fall, is it the, pro, the, the, the flavor profile when it comes to these? Or is it just, hey, these are some good sticks that you'll come across in the fall?
0: I think that one of the things you'll find in common with this list that make it work, make it work so well for the fall is you'll get chocolate notes, cocoa notes, coffee notes, and all of those things play very well. I am a guy in the summer who likes a sun-grown. Right? So that is to me always a summer cigar. I rarely will smoke a sun grown in, in the cooler months. But since these things pair so perfectly, in my view, with coffee, which we just got delivered right here, coffee and cigars is such a brilliant combination, it's crazy. I think it works. Now there are two others that I want to get to. Right? There's the Padrone 64 anniversary series, Imperial Maduro. I am more and more into Padrone. I sometimes think for the price, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that's not an insult on the cigar, that's, that's a conversation about me and where my price point feel really is. When I'm starting to get into $25, 30 $35 for a cigar, I tend to ask a couple of questions, but there's absolutely no doubt that it works just beautifully. And then the cigar that doesn't make any sense uh, to, to the list, if you will. The Hoya de Nicaragua, Antonio, Connecticut. This is a cigar that should be in your humidor. It doesn't look like it would be a fall or winter cigar, right? It's a Connecticut seed wrapper as opposed to a broadleaf, right? So it's got that much lighter, paler kind of, of uh, uh, wrapper to it, but it hits in flavor. Perfectly. You will be amazed at how well this works for your palate, whether you're, you, you are just starting or whether you've been smoking cigars for years. I think that, that the Antonio, so it surprised me when I first had it that this is a really complete smoke. So, this list from Cigar Aficionado works. I think it works brilliantly because there are indeed cigars for weather.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I took a bunch of Padron 2000s down to uh, a group of friends, and they absolutely loved that stick. Right. Um, I, I am very much becoming a fan of Padron.
0: Yeah, and this um, from a Zeno that we've been reviewing today, the Zeno Platinum Scepter. This is Davidoff, the Chubby. It's, again, $17 MSRP. May have you asking questions, but worth trying. Oh, definitely. This was a joy and a treat. And I'm just finishing now. So 45 minutes to an hour is what you get out of the smoke. This is absolutely worth trying. And the Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch is really enjoyable. But again, what's that price? You got to let us know on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke.